Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. I am receiving multiple, multiple live-in feedback post as well as the buzz text line post. It is true today. Ryan Mallett drowned in Florida. Uh, he was taken to a local hospital, and he was pronounced dead uh, from drowning there in Florida. Uh, Kevin, I want to I apologize for taking up your time on that, but um, I'm getting so much feedback because I keep getting asked, is it true, is it true, is it true? Mm-hmm. So, um, unfortunately, uh, it has been verified through multiple sources. Um, all right, Kevin, well, if you can, uh, how would you summarize your you didn't go to did you get to go back behind the curtain so to speak in the green room or uh how close did you get to the green room but talk about your experience going to the nba draft yeah they're, they're, they're the nba draft has limits and one of those is no kevin mcpherson in the green room <laughs> oh, uh, my i didn't get that book? far guys I, I didn't doggone get it did you not tell him you're you're being sponsored by fence brokers and chris expected you to go back in the green room yeah it, it didn't happen i you know but i didn't fight for it i had a pass i didn't have a green room pass so um i had a lot of fun it was a, it was a great experience covering uh, the draft you know, this wasn't quite unprecedented in Arkansas history. When you go back to the 1992 class that sent three players in the first round and a fourth in the second round, we know that was Todd Day, Oliver Miller, Lee Mayberry, and Isaiah Bush Morris. Uh, but it, but in recent history, and certainly under Eric Musselman, uh, this was you know the second best standard in program history. Um, it was the first time since '92 that Arkansas had as many as. Uh, two players go in the same first round and had three players drafted. Of course, that was Anthony Black at number six to Orlando, Nick Smith Jr., 27th in the first round to the Charlotte Hornets. Um, and then and then Jordan Walls, 38th, drafted by Sacramento, but traded to the Boston Celtics. Um, and then Ricky Council of Ford signed a quickly signed a two way contract just not long after the draft ended uh, with the Philadelphia 76ers are agreed to a two-way deal, uh, which will, you know, those two-way contracts now, he'll split time, uh, probably more time in the G League, uh, but he'll get some opportunities to be called up and be on the 15-man roster at some point, I would think, uh, for the 76ers during during an 82-game season uh, and and, and probably find his way onto the court in NBA games. So Arkansas just added two four new pro hogs at the NBA level. Uh, you know, last year there were six playing in NBA games and they just added four more. So quite a night for the program uh, with the three players drafted. It was the most by Arkansas, by any team, by any school uh, in this draft tied with UCLA, but Arkansas had the higher draft pick. So I, w- I think we can give Arkansas the 2023 NBA draft championship among schools and how they did in the draft. What is the atmosphere, Kevin, 
uh, there at the draft. I mean, I, you you sometimes feel the energy, and then when a pick is announced, and certainly it may not be the player that you expected to go in that particular slot, but what what is the atmosphere like? It's it's really intense and exciting. Um, I was outside the Barclays Center most of the day doing reporting. Um, as, and as the line grew and fans started lining up hours, hours before the draft, and um, the excitement level was already at a fevered pitch, honestly, because you could you could just tell um, by the many fans that were wearing different jerseys, representing different organizations. It, it gets a little wild, but once you're inside, it's it's not quiet. It is it is there's a buzz. It's energized, and then this was, I think, a special draft, not just because of the Arkansas angle, but you know, the number one overall pick, Victor Wimbiana, I probably butchered that. I, I'm not, there's, uh, but the point is the number one overall pick was one of those, it's one of those players uh, that kind of made this an iconic draft just because of the comparisons to the kind of impact he could have not only on the franchise he got him, but the NBA because of the uh, unicorn quote unquote skill set that he brings at seven four. But it reminds you of guys like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, some other top guys, top build guys coming in uh, that just kind of set the draft apart maybe from other drafts and, and other, and, you know, the number one overall pick kind of sets the tone for those kind of things. So it was very energetic. I'm in the building. I'm, I see uh, Victor go number one to San Antonio as expected. Uh, and the place just got wild and you could t- see the anticipation, uh, you know, on, on the fans who were there, you could see, the excitement level building before that first pick even was called. And once it was, we were off and running, and it was a lot of energy in that building. I'm telling you, the city of New York has, uh, you know, if you're short on coffee that day, that's okay because there's a lot of energy in the city anyway. But the NBA draft, big deal. Did it catch you by surprise that Nick fell all the way to 27? Yes, it did. I I thought he would go – uh, I thought he would settle somewhere in the late teens, probably most likely with, with a chance that it would be in the 20s. I thought maybe he'd go in the early 20s if he fell that far. Then uh, he had a couple of things that happened that um, even derailed that. But I think at 27, where he ended up is in, in, in Charlotte, ends up being good for him because I think he's going to have plenty of opportunities to get on the court. That's been a, a, an organization that has struggled um, and they're looking for players to come in, step up, and, and, and fight for playing time, and I think he's a guy that's going to do that. Uh, and it's not a team that's expected to win in the following season. It reminds me a little bit of Oklahoma City and how the Thunder came in the last season, and guys like Jalen Williams and, and Isaiah Joe were getting opportunities from a team not expected. They were going to play a lot of guys because they weren't expected to do anything with their season other than develop. And they ended up fighting for, you know, almost a, a top six playoff um, seed. They end up in a play-in game. They didn't make the playoffs. They lost, won their first playing and lost second. But I think Charlotte could be that kind of a situation for, for Nick Smith Jr. where he's going to get opportunities to play as that team tries to develop guys. And he comes in with Brandon Miller, his old grassroots high school teammate, the number two overall pick after Victor. Um, and so you've got uh, two rookies there that's a lot the city of Charlotte's really looking to, toward to maybe help things turn around, but both of those guys are going to get plenty of opportunities. So I think even though I was surprised he fell as far as 27th, you have to look at it post-draft and say, okay, is this guy in a, in a situation that might be better than if he had been picked a few spots ahead 
And I think in Nick Smith Jr.'s case, that will be what that will be an advantage to him where he went, not just when he went. On the other hand, were you surprised that Jordan Walsh went at thirty-eight? Um, not surprised. I thought he might go late thirties, mid second round, in, in a chance that maybe he, you know, was a. Uh, you know, I didn't think he could really sneak into the first round, but I thought there might have been an outside chance to, you know, get closer to that thirty line, just depending upon the, what a team was trying to do with the trade and. and and get other assets, acquire other assets, and bring him in because I still see him as more of a development piece. And going to Boston, a team that's already structured to win now and play for championships, I think it's a great landing for him because he's not going to have the pressure to come in and, and be an immediate answer for anything. He's going to have a chance to develop. He's a three and D projection for the next level. I think the defensive part, he's on a great pace uh, to help himself on that part of it. I think his his instantly tournament at Arkansas helped him raise. You know, raise his profile. I thought his combine work helped him raise his profile. I think the three part of it, shooting threes and being a little, you know, being a guy that you can go to uh, as the fourth option in the offense when the ball swings, he's going to be a below the break on either side of the floor a lot in that offense. And that's corner three point shooting. And so he's just a guy that's going to have to help, have to learn how to develop, uh, you know, taking those shots with confidence and in rhythm. Uh, to, to not be a liability on the offensive end. But I think Boston's a great spot for him with a, a near championship pedigree and some of the talent that organization have to develop. Kevin, we will talk with you on Friday. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of hogville.net. And thanks to Fence Brokers.